0: Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Imagine you are recovering from an illness, and during this recovery period, you will need assistance with feeding, bathing, using the restroom, etc. Would you prefer to stay at a hospital during your recovery or be at home? And that help with feeding, bathing, using the restroom, would you prefer that it was given by a nurse or a family member or friend? If you chose hospital and nurse to provide help and recovery, it might be because of the professional staff and the reliability of services that they provide. And if you chose your home and a friend or a family member to provide help, it might be because your home provides some emotional comfort and security and predictability, and that being cared for by someone you know very well understands you, your family, your cultural values. So when you think about primary caregiving going forward, I want to encourage you to come back to this scenario to think about how you how you felt in that scenario, you know, where you want to be and who you want to be with when you were in a vulnerable position, right? Not unlike parents when they're choosing where to take their child for care or the vulnerability of a young child that's being cared for by another adult in a different environment than their own home. You know, our goal is to create child care settings that make our programs a home away from home for children in our care while also providing professional care and reliability of services. We want to make our programs feel safe, comfortable, and supportive. So what is primary caregiving? Well, let's talk about it. So a great deal of the information for today's episode comes from several articles and resources created by PITC or the Program for Infant and Toddler Care, which I've referenced in a few other episodes in the past. Um, and I will include as many of these references as I can in the show notes if you'd like to explore further. And, as a shameless plug, look for offerings on an in-depth training around this topic of primary caregiving in early 2023. So, the Program for Infant-Toddler Care, PITC, defines primary caregiving as the practice in which the care of each infant or toddler is assigned to one specific caregiver who is principally responsible for caring for that child in the child care setting and communicating with that child's family. Primary caregiving does not mean exclusive care, okay? It means, however, that the program leaders, caregivers, families know which teacher, which provider has the primary responsibility for each child. And each child is always, of course, assigned a secondary caregiver, you know, when the primary caregiver is not available because you can only work so many hours a day. <laughs> and as you might guess, primary caregiving often is, is naturally happens in a family child care home, but it is completely appropriate and absolutely doable in a sitter-based setting. So what would be some of those responsibilities for a primary caregiver? Well, it's stuff that you are already doing, I can guarantee. But it's that piece of doing it for specific children, right? So fostering a relationship with the child and their family, observing, documenting, anticipating, and planning for each child's development, supporting the child through transitions, carrying out the majority of the child's personal care routines, and providing emotional support. So remember above, I just said it is not primary caregiving is not exclusive. That doesn't mean that if, you know, I, Sarah and Ashley are co-leads in the classroom and Maddie is one of my primary children and I am doing diapers for another child and Maddie has an emotional time. Ashley still absolutely should be right there to support Maddie. She absolutely should be right there to provide that emotional support, that, you know, helping her through the transitions, helping her wash her hands. So it's not, you know, these are my primary children and these are your primary children. It's that the children that are assigned in my primary care group are the ones that I'm very intentionally observing and planning for, that I'm very intentionally engaging with them during personal routine, personal care routines. And again, not exclusive, when there are two teachers, providers in the classroom, you should always be working together to provide the very best care for the children in your program. So now we talked a little bit about what primary caregiving is and what it looks like for you, as the provider, let's talk about the why, why, why is primary caregiving important? Well, there's two real big reasons. The first one is relationships with children. And the second one is relationships with families. So let's break those down a little bit. When we talk about relationships with children and that group care, this, this practice of primary caregiving creates an environment where strong relationships have a better opportunity to grow right when we're providing that consistent, responsive and meaningful interaction with a, with our primary children, we're building that child's attachment with a familiar adult. And then over time, we are able to get to know those children's interests, where they are developmentally, their temperament, their culture, and any unique needs that they have. And this allows us more accurate information about where they are developmentally, and where we can take them with our intentional lesson plan activities. And these relationships that we're building that develop trust and attachment are also, they correlate with a child's success later in school and in life. And they help buffer stress for these children, which helps them learn to regulate And research shows that young children who do not have a primary caregiver and instead experience multiple caregivers or different caregiving settings throughout the day are more likely to engage in challenging behavior. So the second piece of that why primary caregiving is so important is that relationship with families, right? So primary caregiving strengthens that relationship, which in turn (laughs) supports the development of trust and security between the infant, toddler, and the primary caregiver, right? When parents feel safe and trusting of you, that kind of spills out to their children and it just carries out through the day. Um, you know, infant care teachers, infant toddler care teachers, providers can learn about cultural values and child rearing practices from parents in that relationship that help inform how you're taking care of the child in your setting. And it also, these relationships, when we have these with our parents, it allows us to have more connections with them for outside services. Like if that child sees a specialist, like mental health, occupational therapist, speech, etc. That helps us be a part of that process so that we can support it in our setting and not just for them at home. Now that you know the what and the why of primary caregiving, Let's talk briefly about the how. And remember that shameless plug from earlier about an upcoming training on primary caregiving. That training will absolutely dive even more deeply into this next part that we're going to talk about, but you know, we like to keep our episode short and sweet. So, we're going to just talk again real briefly about the how of implementing primary caregiving. So, you know, when we are assigning primary infant, toddler, teacher providers to children, There's a variety of factors that we want to take into consideration. You know, regulations and licensing requirements for age groups, ratios, group size, the way that your classrooms are already set up, vacant slots for family eligibility, enrollment priorities, staffing. But that said, the decisions about primary caregiver assignments should be made to the greatest degree possible in accordance with each child's unique needs and abilities, as well as the needs of the group. You know, thinking back to the temperaments episode when we talked about goodness of fit. There are some children that just goodness of fit with other teachers and providers, and that's okay. And so those are some things we want to think about um, when we are assigning primary care groups. And some other things to consider would be, you know, the matching of staff-child schedules. You know, if you have a child that um, leaves early pretty much every day, then the early teacher in the classroom would probably be their primary teacher. Um, we want to make sure that we're maintaining low ratios and group size as best as we can, obviously maintaining ratios per requirements. And along with that goodness of fit that I talked about just a minute ago is making sure that we have a balance of temperaments within our group. Um I think it can be it can be tempting, easy, I don't know what the right word is for that, but you know, to pick the kids that your temperament jives with the most. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it that's supportive of the temperaments of all the children. Um, we also want to make sure that we're matching the home language and culture of the child and responding to family preferences, providing a range of ages within the group, again, depending on the makeup of the classroom the makeup of the program, providing peer companionship for children of all ages. Again, going back to that goodness of fit, taking into consideration the child's preference of provider, and basically just an overall understanding and respect of that child's age and stage of development. As I mentioned above, you know, those variety of factors of regulations, uh, staffing, enrollment priorities, etc., there, you know, a program, few program planning that needs to be considered when implementing primary caregiving is, you know, just written guidance on what it looks like to support and implement primary caregiving. You know, that that should be in the staff and family handbook, so that we're sharing the importance of this with everyone from the jump. And making sure that within that, We have job descriptions for our providers that include expectations for those primary caregiving practices, you know, forming relationships with families, learning about families, home cultures, and caregiving routines, weaving those home care experiences into daily practice, you know, attend and create and advocate for professional development that promotes primary caregiving, things like listening to this podcast episode or attending an upcoming training about it. Um, And then just, you know, that intentional review of those processes to continually strengthen the primary caregiving practices across the center or family child care home. So to put a bow on this, when we talk about primary caregiving, again, we're not talking about exclusive care. It isn't just one teacher, one provider caring for three or four of the kids in the classroom and the other teacher or provider caring for the other three or four kids in the classroom. It's still a partnership between the teachers and the the providers in the classroom, but it's that, you know, especially when we're talking about that attachment relationship development and when we're talking about assessing a child's developmental strengths, needs, and interests, and then planning for them, that we're focused on a smaller group of children instead of the whole group, you know, that gives us a little more insight, a little more specificity in our planning so that we're meeting those individual needs. And yeah, I'll be real honest with you. If you've never done primary caregiving in a center setting, it can feel a little um, overwhelming maybe or unsure. So I hope that some of the steps and you know, things to consider and the roles of a primary that we shared during today's episode give you a little more structure to that, give you a little more guidance. As always, please reach out to any one of the infant toddler specialists. Um, There is a link for our webpage that gets you in contact with someone in your region in the show notes. Look for those upcoming trainings, share this episode with other providers, Oh, and we also had our giveaway from last week and due to some communication on my part, we are going to extend that for another week. Um, So go to the episode post for this week, the one that's about primary caregiving on whichever social media app you follow us on. And in the comments, Tell us your favorite candy to be entered into a drawing to win a super cool prize giveaway. And we look forward to talking with you soon. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kits Infant Toddler Specialist Network and the Casito Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Child Care, and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at pod at gmail, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pod, and Twitter at ktdpod. Be sure to check out the the resources for the episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin MacLeod.